so glad that you're here. Welcome to the Me and My Moods podcast hosted by me. Hi, I'm Tia and wow, it is so very nice to meet you. I created this podcast to explore the reactions, opinions, perspectives. You see the moods I experience on a new topic every week so that hopefully and ultimately I can understand the me holistically. Come help me navigate my psyche and maybe you too will learn something more about yourself along the way. I find the notion of a predetermined existence very interesting, that there are certain things that are completely out of your control yet impact us from the minute we are left here on earth. This is also a topic that I think can get pretty out there and is super philosophical so I think it's something I need to break down into more digestible pieces that is to fully wrap my head around this subject. So I thought I would start on a more literal base level understanding of our predetermined existence, more so my predetermined existence, school, education. I am privileged enough that I was born into a time and place where I was not only encouraged to go to but also legally required, so basically forced to go to school and have an education. My relationship with school and education is pretty complex. I value my education so deeply. I know it is an incredible privilege. I know there are so many people who aren't as fortunate as me that I got to be born into a circumstance and situation that encouraged me to go to school. It's the law and there are some pretty serious consequences for not following it. Even though I know this and spent so much of my life working toward this education and reaching this academic peak with the help of my family and this society as champions for me, champions that have provided me with absolutely everything I needed to succeed. My gosh, am I so over it. I'm done. I'm finished. I just want to sleep. I want to do nothing. I want to sit here and lay down and roll around, close my eyes and just chill out. And to clarify, I haven't actually finished or completed my academic pursuits, but I'm so ready for it to be done. I vividly remember my first day of school. I think I spoke about it in my very first episode of this podcast and my awkward experience with Eyepatch Boy, we'll call. But this story and episode is maybe partially an extension of that, this next story at least, and about that very long and exciting first day. I recognized even as a child that my parents were super hardworking. I mean, my mom was getting her postgrad degree here while raising two kids and went straight into work and my dad has been working my whole life. Both of my parents working so hard just to support our family. And seeing this growing up, I sort of embodied that mentality. Not just that I should be busy and working hard, which is the positive thing to learn from that, but the other side as well, the knowing or feeling that I don't have an expectation for my parents time which now that I'm saying this is so crazy because in retrospect I know my parents would work so hard so that they could spend the time with me in a meaningful way but then I internalized that that they maybe wouldn't have the time for me and that they'd feel bad if I asked for something so I never asked because I didn't want them to feel bad for saying no so essentially On my first day of kindergarten, I was dropped off to school and went through the whole day trying to make friends. And because my dad dropped me off and I saw that he was in work clothes, I kind of knew that he wouldn't be picking me up. And he told me my mom would pick me up after school. But again, she was already at work, so I didn't have a huge expectation for this. So at the end of the school day, all the other kids' parents were there to pick them up. 
and I truly had no expectation that my mum would be there. So I just started walking home. And it's so funny that I was this tiny little girl thinking I was going to be able to walk home three kilometers, no problems. But I had this huge sense of confidence that it would just all work out. And as I started leaving the school grounds area and trying to avoid the teachers so they wouldn't hold me back for leaving without a guardian, there in the back of the crowd, I saw my mum. And immediately I started bawling out, crying because... I so didn't expect her to be there and of course she thought I had a horrible day or something but then I explained it to her and I told her all about my day and honestly that is both the happiest and saddest memory I have. I think poignant is a better word to describe it and I don't have a lot of memories from my childhood before the age of four but that one in specific is so strong it makes me think that everyone has those core memories like in the movie Inside Out, where each human being has this whole bank of memories and they're ongoing, but they form part of someone's core being and personality. This idea had me thinking if maybe are uh, these experiences predestined, are our core memories predestined? And again, I think there are layers to this. There's this philosophical who are we, what is the meaning of life, which is completely valid as a conversation, but I think it would take me a few episodes to truly dissect. So I'm going to look at this through the lens of something just the tiniest bit more understandable. That is the social constructs we're born into, that type of predestined. So let me kind of try and explain that a little further. That is, there are these milestones that are kind of set out for us from the moment or even from before we're even born. And this also depends on the society we're born into and our culture and heritage, but generally it follows the same key moments. These moments our whole life is built around almost, kind of like a checklist. There's the first day of school, our first friendships and romantic relationships, our first job, moving into adulthood and into your first home as an independent individual, maybe getting married having children and then retiring, those sorts of things. It's kind of expected for everyone to have this narrative of experiences in life to follow. And I can't really speak too much about the second half of that predetermined existence, but I can speak about the first, which is my school experience and my education, seeing as it is coming soon to a close. But eventually, I would love to do an episode that goes into more detail about the whole package, the human living on earth in today's day and age package. My personal motto or way to approach pretty much everything is to look at what the task is, decide what I want the outcome to be, and then put in the least amount of effort possible to make the end outcome come to life. And I developed this way of life in school. There are some true pros and cons to this, the main ones being for cons. If you're putting in the least amount of effort possible for your end outcome, then there isn't much chance to surpass your own expectations. And for pro, you save a lot of time and effort by being incredibly certain of what you want to achieve. I think when I shared this philosophy in high school, when someone asked me why I didn't study a lot, it was sort of dismissed. Dismissed as this delinquent behavior because it was viewed as a, oh, I'm happy if I pass kind of an attitude. But for me, that's so far from my truth. I try to share this mentality that if your goal is a certain letter grade or to get 100% in an exam, for example, then simply find the easiest way to achieve it and it will come true. 
you'll actually be motivated to continue to replicate that way to success. And for so long, this was my tried and true method. But now I think I'm starting to see side effects to this in my relationship with my uni degree because I've replicated the success, the fun in learning for learning's sake has been sucked out, just out of my body. The routine kind of got to me. And all I want to know is if anyone else has had this experience. I don't know if it's my personal approach of easy breezy is good or if it's the fact that I have been learning non-stop in a formal environment since I was four years old. 18 years of school is soon coming to a close and I have no idea what to do. I've been so good at getting my grades, working hard but not too hard, just hard enough to achieve what I want to achieve that now that it's all finishing, I don't know who to be with all this learning. I've always had a goal and then achieved it in the easiest way I could know how. But now there is no goal. The goal is just self-development. Understanding the me in me and my moods. This podcast, that's the goal. But I don't know what's the easiest way to achieve that. And I'm not spiraling or having a Rory Gilmore played by Alexis Bledel in Gilmore Girls moment where I just stop everything and steal a boat but this life pit stop is that also predetermined what is the difference between a predetermined existence and just plain old simple human experience all right actually let's see what the internet says okay so we've got the key different lies in the concept of free will in a predetermined existence free will is often minimized or denied while in the simple human experience, free will is a central aspect of human agency. Predetermined existence typically implies a higher power or external force controlling one's life, while the simple human experience also often emphasizes human autonomy and self-determination. Predetermined existence can lead to questions about moral implications of actions, like if everyone is preordained, can individuals be held morally responsible for their actions, while the simple human experience places a stronger emphasis on personal responsibility and accountability for one's choices. Hmm, okay. I guess, yeah, that seems like a good answer. Maybe we can create a goal for me, something for me to take personal responsibility over and something more tangible for me to use as a checklist in this podcast. Let's pivot. What is my goal for the Me and My Moods podcast? Well, I say it at the beginning of every episode, to find the me in Me and My Moods, to explore the reactions, opinions, perspectives I experience. Who am I? What is my personality? If someone were to write me in a TV show or a movie, Would I like the character I see? Would I cheer them on? Hmm. I think it has to be deeper than that. My personality shouldn't be a form of entertainment. It would be so good if there was a personality mirror. You know how people say, if you looked at yourself in the mirror, would you like what you're seeing? Alluding to reflecting your personality back to you. Even though literally all I would see if I stood in the mirror is my beautiful eyes. Okay, no. Enough rambling, I am so out of it this episode. Okay, I think that's just where my mind takes me. When I try to truly analyze myself and my reaction to a predetermined existence, I pivot so hard, but let's recenter. I say let's, but really it's just me here talking to myself. Okay, my goal for my existence, predetermined or not, is to understand and develop my personality authentically. And I'll do that through this podcast where... 
I can listen to myself talk for half an hour and experience myself and my personality in a sort of isolated way. So I'm going to think now about my past to help determine what my future should be and what my personality looks like in that future. And the biggest part of my past was my school experience and I learned so much from this experience, not just academically, you know, long division, mitosis, how to drive a tractor, which I do know how I learned it as a part of the agriculture unit in my science curriculum, but also how I react and interact with a whole bunch of people that I am packed in with for years, my developmental years especially. The one thing I learned was that school, high school mainly, is so political. It was in no way a safe space to try out new things and learn about life. It, for me, was so much more cutthroat than the quote-unquote real world that I am currently living in. Teachers used to always say that we have it so easy at school, that in the real world there isn't so much leniency and that, in my experience, is just so untrue. I did not realise how politically savvy you have to be to succeed in school. There were certain advantages that would assist you to getting good grades, which I think is everyone's goal in high school, the good grades part. Whatever good grades means to you, of course, it is completely personal and independent. These certain advantages like going first or last in a presentation-based exam or having your draft papers marked in time to review and improve them, just really, really tiny things that often make a big difference. There is such a sleuth way to approach this and this like invisible sucking up to certain people and timing conversations to make it seem like the teacher's choice to assign you to a certain seat, just the smallest things. And I think it's like an if you know, you know kind of thing because the moment it becomes obvious to anyone of what you're doing, immediately all efforts will have backfired. And truly that is the best way for me to describe the subtle politics that goes on at school in the academic sense. Of course, there are different ways of existing for social politics, but I think that is a different discussion. From a purely kind of academic POV, no one teaches you any of this stuff, or at least no one taught me. And when you're in school, you think teachers are this pinnacle of being, but then when you leave school, you learn that not all teachers, unfortunately, have the best intentions is your brain develops from child to adult. You as an adult would probably behave very differently around children than your teachers may have behaved around you. I think in my high school experience, out of all the teachers I had, there were only two or three that were like the definition of teacher. Like those teachers you see in movies that love educating new generations and are inspiring and never cross the line of teacher and just are like, perfect teachers and so as I head into this new station of life I don't know if I should draw on that because yes it was a time in my life where I achieved every single goal I had but I don't think a goal-based life is a very strong life if I had a kid I don't know what kinds of core memories I would want them to develop because my first core memory when I saw my mom first day of kindergarten That wasn't a goal, it just happened. The going to school part, yeah, that was predetermined. But I had no expectation of that specific outcome. And if I really think about it, for me personally, my core memories are all not a result of me achieving a goal. They all kind of just happened. 
and not in a way of me having low expectations. My expectations are always incredibly high, but it's the moments that I was caught off guard. Those are the moments that shine so far in my existence. My high school experience was the most calculated portion of my life in every single way, but there is no core happiness there that is spouted from me achieving a goal, but me on a whim deciding to move out of my family home Although it is part of the predetermined existence and I knew it was going to eventually happen, the actual when and where and how was so random for me that it became core, that happiness mixed in with sadness, a poignant core. I think that's my new building block for my personality. I touched on this last week and with every moment that passes where I think about it, I don't think I can set goals to develop my personality. Like the weekly homework framework I started this podcast with, it doesn't feel like it's authentic. And the one thing I know I want my personality to be is, well, actually the two things, it has to be no matter what is authentic and consistent. Consistent meaning regardless of who I meet, I won't just change my personality to suit them. That calculated self that would kick in the how can I get the most out of this experience way of thinking that's kind of cool. My my rambling can lead me to this epiphany. Sure, I can have goals, but about practical things like work or study, but about me and life, I don't think it can be so goal-based. Think about the character Charlotte York, played by Kristen Davis in Sex and the City. She had all of these goals for herself and ideals for what happiness looks like and exactly how to achieve it, but Literally, none of it goes to plan the way she thinks it would, but she ends up with exactly what she wanted right at the end of it when she just let it be. Control what you can, but the rest is kind of just happening in front of us. And we have to know our personality to react authentically to all of those experiences whenever they do occur. So other than that, I don't really know. I've grown up my whole life seeing my parents work so incredibly hard, but I guess I now realize that for me at least, it's only best applied to my work or my education, but life itself, relationships even, I don't think it should be that hard. I'm going to do a whole episode about my astrological chart, but my sun sign is Virgo, which means I love my goals. My organizing chaos, I truly thrive in safe chaos because organizing that whole situation is so incredibly fun to me, which maybe is why I've chosen a career in process improvement and operations, but I think it's only really successfully applied in that arena. That before was school, but now work arena. I guess this week, my informal analysis points me to realize that I can't manufacture my personality. It is the one thing that goes against my only goal, which is to be authentic in every situation. So having that consistency in self, a personality that of course will grow and evolve as I age but something that is ultimately mine something I can describe something that is truly just poetry if anyone listening has any thoughts to voice about the experience I've shared I'd love to hear more about it feel free to dm me on instagram at me and my moods podcast even if you just wanted to say hi my dms are open to every one of you lovely listeners There's this quote that I came across recently that I think applies to this episode and I'll leave this episode at that. And it goes, Discovering one's true heart's desire may elude some, 
while others may waver in their convictions. Yet, as opportunities arrive unexpectedly, akin to a summer storm, it is those who are ready that can grasp them. I think that's all I have for the moment. Thank you so very much for joining me this week on the Me and My Moods podcast hosted by me. Hi, I'm Tia. And for sharing this time with me to find the me in Me and My Moods. Next week, I will be exploring my experience with the phrase destined for greatness and the value this phrase has in my life now and how it's impacted me growing up. Thank you for being with me this episode to analyze my week's mood. It was so nice having you here. If you want to send in any of your moods or just say hi, you can send me a DM on Instagram at me and my moods podcast. I post new episodes of the podcast every week on Sunday, so be sure to catch the next one. I'll see you next time. Bye.